there were so many opportunities that my mom and my grandmother never had. Right. And so I feel like, you know, what we're doing, the two of us, what all these female founders are doing is really tough, but you know, we need to do it for those people that paved the way for us. And mm -hmm. we need to show our kids and our daughters that they can do it too. It's not pretty, it's messy. Um, but I really think that it's important and it really motivates me on a daily basis. I mean, we have a great product, you know, and I'm, I'm very excited about the space, but also just, um, you know, what we're doing to help elevate uh, females in the industry and, and in business in general. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and one of my friends is on the show today, and I'm delighted to introduce you to her. Um, there's so much to unpack and honestly, a lot of stuff that I don't even know. So I'm going to be learning along with you. Um, I will give you a little teaser because um, this brand right here, you can even see, I don't know, let me see if I can hold it up. You can see that like this thing is indestructible and I have still scuffed it some because I just use this all the time. So I'm not going to even get into the brand or what this is or why I have it, but it is my favorite water bottle on the planet. Um, ask anybody who sees it everywhere with me. And um, this company is actually owned by my guest today. So let me tell you about her. Ashley Ching is the founder of InHaven, a group purchasing organization for the vacation rental industry that is redefining B2B commerce. Prior to launching in Haven, she held executive roles at the company store, which is a Home Depot company, and Tiffany and Company. She lives in New York with her husband, four young children, and dog Chase. Girl, you don't have anything going on. <laughs> Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. So happy to be here, Amber. Thanks if it wasn't me. chaos, would you even know what to do? <laughs> no, actually, I would be completely bored. Yeah. Uh, we decided to get a puppy about a year ago and people thought we were absolutely nuts. So yeah. just, we always you. need crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the farmer in the Dell, like kind of person. Like, I feel like the kids need to have something to take care of so that they know the whole world is not about them. So I'm pro animals in the home for sure. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. Good lessons. They need, they have chores now. They have to take them for a walk. So uh, they have that responsibility, which is yeah. good. Yeah. So I just, I think it's really cool because we both had the same thinking on this without even talking to each other. But I mean, obviously we're going to talk about InHaven because it's your baby and it's your company and, um, you know, you're gracefully and elegantly, aggressively everywhere. And, and it's really beautiful to watch. And then, you know, I will obviously have opinions that I would like to inject along the way, but you really wanted to come on the show and talk about what it was like to be, or what it is like to be a female founder because that's what you were looking for in podcast episodes when you were trying to start a business. And I know that would have been valuable to me. And there's just not a lot of like everyday people like Sarah Blakely's not the only female founder, right? So can we just start way back with the first time you started noodling this idea around where did it come from? Why this particular offering and why this particular industry? Like you're from Tiffany and Company. Like, how did you do? Like, what? Start us there, right. sis. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would never consider myself as an entrepreneur uh, as I was growing up, and you know, in my corporate life with Tiffany and Company, um, I had a former employee at Tiffany call me one day. She was head of the company store, CEO of the company store, which is a Home Depot private label brand, and said, "Hey, Ashley, um." I'm looking for a head merchant. Would you come and work at the Home Depot? Now at Tiffany, I was uh, living in Asia. I was um, uh, running Asian merchandising there, studied luxury, the Chinese consumer. And I'm thinking to myself, why would I ever go to the Home Depot, which is, you know, a U.S. based company, really focused on the U.S., not really, you know, it's a great retail chain, but not luxury. Um, and, you know, it was really just my need to always embrace new opportunities. I thought, wow, this could actually be really interesting, learn a new industry. I've never planned to stay at Tiffany as long as I had. Um, and when I was there, I actually um, gave birth to my fourth child, Collins. Um, and, you know, we no longer, when we travel, we no longer stay in hotels. We stay in vacation rentals. Yeah, and four kids. As we out, exactly. We need a kitchen. We need multiple bedrooms. So as we would go out and travel, we would sit, we, we would 
find what we thought was the perfect location. Pictures look amazing on Airbnb or Verbo. And more often than not, we would show up to really terrible sheets, missing pots and pans. And it was super frustrating because we would find ourselves dropping our bags and running out to the nearest Walmart to pick up a pan to make breakfast the next morning. And as a merchant, as someone who's, you know, sourced products from all over the world for many, many years, I'm naturally curious, you know, how did those vacation rental owners and property managers find stuff for these properties? You know, where do they go to shop? And I started to ask around and I spoke to dozens and dozens of them. And basically the, the common, out, common response was, it's a nightmare and I have no idea what I'm buying. And I thought to myself, wow, why would you? You know, a lot of these people um, have, you know, real like full-time jobs and this is sort of their, their job on the side. They're, you know, healthcare workers, teachers. They're not experts in home furnishings yeah. um, and certainly not hospitality, right? Which is a different level of um, uh, type of quality than, than what we buy for our own homes. So I thought given my background, especially with the Home Depot and home furnishings, uh, my e-commerce experience um, leading the company store's website, that I could really do something about this and create something for them um, to give them a one-stop shop, make shopping simpler, but also um, source you know, the best products from the top suppliers um, in the world and make sure that what they're sourcing for these homes are truly quality, will provide a great guest experience and improve that consistency when it comes to a great night's sleep, a fully stocked kitchen, um, or a, a fully stocked bathroom. So that's what really what we're focused on at InHaven. Less so on what the decor looks like, but more about, you know, really improving the consistency and the things that you can't see in the pictures. You know, what, how does that bed actually feel? What's inside those kitchen cabinets? And so that's really how the idea was born. That's amazing. And that's, you, you know, typically when people are like, well, I want to start a business, but I don't, I don't know what I want to do. I just like, okay, well, what frustrates you? What problems do you see that you're uniquely gifted to solve in a different way than they've been? Obviously, they're not being solved for everyone or you wouldn't still see the problem. And I think the thing that is, I mean, the same for me, girl, Oh, travel with my family. And then you're like, the eggs are not going to work on this pan. I can tell you that right now. And the knives are are like abysmal. I can't even cut through a tomato. Like this is crazy. And it shouldn't be your job to go out and shop on behalf of, you know, the homeowner who's trying to give a hospitality experience. Also why you should go through a professionally managed vacation rental company before you go through an OTA like Verbo or Airbnb. But that's my little side thing right there. <laughs> so, but I think, you know, we met for the first time in person, I believe. Did we meet at the Women's Summit? No, I think it was at Verma, one of the Burmas. But, I wish but, I went to the Women's Summit. I wanted to go, but um, I wasn't there two years ago. This year. Um, but I remember yeah. Book Direct because you were upstairs right. mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah. I was smitten with your booth. Like it was so visually appealing it was so warm. Like I just wanted to be there. The energy was so great. And you could just tell how much everybody cared about the experience of the aesthetic. It wasn't just like, look at us, we're cool. It was very inviting and warm, which is what homes should feel like, which is why people choose vacation rentals over hotels. Not that we don't, I'm listen, I'm a bougie ho luxury hotel girl too. Like I don't, one's not better than the other, but when you're looking for feeling like home, you want it to feel that way. So now that you're like, okay, this is why you kind of stuck your neck out a little bit to go quality. That's not easy to profit from. So how did you, how did you decide that to go into an industry where people are on budgets and then offering them this quality? So it, you know, we do offer um, quality at the budget level. Yes. So I think it's we what we wanted to do was really simplify that shopping experience. So everyone when I was, you know, interviewing the hosts and property managers, they all talked about I need just a checklist. Please mm -hmm. just give me a checklist. I want to shop a checklist. And so what we've done at Inhaven is we've put together the best quality products at various different price point ranges. So we have budget, basic, mid, and luxe. So you can find extremely high quality goods at the budget level. So we really are have a product for you at each price point. Um, but we want to make sure it's quality and not crap. Yeah. Um, and so that is what we've done. We've we've worked, you know, extensively with our suppliers. We all have all the people on our team have merchandising experience. So we understand what goes in for into the construction of a great sheet, whether that sheet be 
you know, 180 thread counts to 400 thread counts. We understand. Um, and at each level, we can give you a great experience. So you mean you didn't just like jump into the vacation rental industry because it seemed like a juggernaut to ride a rocket ship into somewhere and you actually have experience in like, you know, procuring correct products for the industry? Yeah, so exactly. So um, that's what really interests me was, you know, procuring is difficult as a property manager, as a host, and that's our expertise and we can help you do that. The other thing is, when I worked at Tiffany Company, one of my responsibilities was was setting really the presentation standards at each of the stores. So when I was in Asia, I was responsible for all the presentation standards of each of the stores. So communicating how things should look, what level of standards are um, retail operators should be um, abiding by, I guess, per se. And I wanted to really help with these checklists, set those standards for the vacation rental industry. You know, to your point earlier, I don't want to lose the uniqueness of the home, mm-hmm. but I do want to make sure that whether you're in, you know, um, a, a Nashville, you know, bachelorette party to, um, you know, beach vacation somewhere in North Carolina, that you're going to get a great sleep experience, right? The bedding is going to be amazing. The bathroom will have the amenities that you need. The kitchen will be fully stocked. And so those more utilitarian things, that's what we're really here for and to help guide our um, property managers and hosts and setting those standards for each of those areas no matter what your budget. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I do love that. Like I'm on your site now, but I've obviously been on it and just curiosity and also to prepare for this episode. Yeah. And I like that you have those options and it's like, you know, that if you go in your lowest option, it's still good. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay, if you're just getting started or if your price point is a certain thing, because I mean, we know there's different types of property managers and some of them are really going after the everyday person who saves up all year to take this one week that they always go to this house and that's their family's memories. And, and they are, you know, sometimes a little bit of it's on a credit card that they're going to pay off over the next several months. In addition to everything they've been saving. Well, for that, you can't go bougie splurge, right? So, and then you have the moving mountains of, you know, Colorado and they are the luxury, uh, resort, a ski resort, uh, vacation rental company in the state of Colorado. And of course they're going to want that, that luck. So starting a business is not easy, Ashley. I've started several. I have two now, my babies. <laughs> um, have you owned a business before or was this your first time cutting your teeth? So this is the first time running my own business. I have gone out, um, even with Tiffany and company, when I was in, um, in Asia, it was a very small team of us. So, you know, I was the head of merchandising. There was, you know, the, the president of Asia. So it was after this, a small company, there were probably only 20, 25 of us out there running the whole region. Wow. So it really kind of gave me that startup vibe. Um, you know, we had a lot of autonomy to do things, um, to really drive growth in Asia. Um, and similarly at the company store, we were a very small company. When I joined, I think we were only 50 people. Um, and so I really like working in smaller with smaller teams being very super agile. Um, but I've had the experience of managing from anywhere from a business of a 150 million to 4 billion. So in terms of my expertise or my experience, you know, I've had that experience um, in terms of managing larger size businesses. That being said, starting your own business, um, I kind of went into it. Ignorance is bliss. Um, you know, there's a lot I've learned along the way. It's been an incredible experience, but it's been very humbling. And, you know, I've had to learn things that I never wanted to learn before, um, like taxes, tax laws, <laughs> and, um, you know, just IT things, you know, in terms of like setting up an organization and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, it, it hasn't been easy, but it's been definitely worth it. So when it got, well, let me reframe that when it gets hard yeah, and as it will continue to be hard. And I, and I say all this kind of tongue in cheek um, bombshell, because I mean, we, all of us who are business owners, we know like, how could you even have a different life? But um, it is hard. So what are your go-to strategies when things start to feel like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? So um, a lot of it is I'm just putting off something that I don't want to do you know, or, you know, you've got that long to-do list. I start with the hard stuff first, actually, and just get it out of the way and just go and tackle it and then kind of go down the list to the things that I like to do, right? And then uh, that are more fun for me. So, you know, that's been a strategy is just kind of really going after the hard stuff first. Um, Also, you know, I've really um, built an amazing team. 
Um, and I couldn't be here without them. And so, you know, working with them, strategizing with them, um, you know, trying to find better ways to improve, you know, our processes and whatnot, that's been really helpful along the way, but it is tough. Um, and, you know, it's something that I'm thinking about 24 seven. Um, and it keeps me up a lot of nights. <laughs> um, but I think it's the supportive team. Um, you know, my husband, my family has been awesome as well. Yeah. just in helping me stay sane. Having supportive people, you know, I, I mean, you see me on LinkedIn. I am, I think sometimes people might think, oh, is, is Amber just like hell bent on, on this particular topic? But, you know, I, I've coached hundreds and hundreds of people. I've had thousands of people in my audience and listening to the podcast. And if I could say that there's one consistent piece of the equation for successful people is that they surround themselves with good people who are supportive of them, who allow them to be who they are, who tell them when they have a booger in their nose, you know, I mean, who can, can champion them and, and also, you know, check them. And as you've emerged, because this is, this was a new industry to you, you know, from like, it's not like you've been around the vacation rental industry for, for decades. So how did yeah. you start to find the right people in the industry to support you? So a lot of it was through, through trade shows, um, through just networking. Um, you know, that's where I met. I think the biggest supports have come, um, out of just meeting people through these events. Right. Um, I would say, I give so much props to our first customers who have been with us along the way and have, you know, helped champion us, helped make Inhaven better. Um, you know, we're constantly iterating the product and we're coming out with a lot of exciting new uh, features this year. And I really owe so much to them. Um, and so I think it really, you know, what's been most beneficial to me has been the networking and the, and the trade shows and getting to know people personally face to face and then meeting them with where they, where they are, seeing their operations, you know, learning the customer. Um, and I met a lot of people just through my own experience um, that, have, that have come to, to work um, at Inhaven. So, you know, we've had past lives together as merchants. Um, we have, I have a really um, a good friend who's now just taken on um, head of sales and she's got amazing startup experience in, in similar industries. And, you know, actually someone who uh, used to work with me at Tiffany and company who ran pricing, he's come on to do a bunch of analytics work. So, wow. you know, it's, it's kind of bringing people, um, you know, bringing people on that you've known and that you've worked with really worked successfully with, but also that, you know, have the skill sets that I don't have. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm only in Haven is as good as it is because we have the team that has all these different skill sets and, and brings different perspectives to the business and, and just makes it so much better. Yeah. I just got today some um, beautifully bound workbooks, you know, they're just so well done. And I just was like, there's no way on God's green earth, I could have done this by myself. I mean, I wrote the majority of the content, but I had, you know, there was a photo shoot involved, there's a designer, there's another writer who also did the facilitators guide. And then you know, the Amy who does all the things in the business was just right there driving the project and also, you know, finding errors because she's so good at like the, the details of things. And, and, and when I got it, like the first thing that I did was send a video of it to everyone. Cause I was like, this is y'all. So like, this, I'm just, when you have the right people who get it, it just changes the game. And it really takes it takes the pressure off the, the pressure I feel is ensuring that my team has what they need and that I'm not the roadblock, that I'm not the bottleneck. Um, I feel less pressure about the success that we're going to have because I know I have the right people in place to get it. So I definitely back you up on that. It makes such a difference. Um, I feel so fortunate to be surrounded by such amazing people with, you know, that have come from all different backgrounds. And a lot of us are actually working moms. So we get that, you know, I had to make the last toddler time class today, you know, or uh, there's doctor's appointments that come up and we're just super understanding mm -hmm. um, and we know the work's going to get done and it's going to be great. Um, but we have to remain flexible because we really, you know, obviously want this all to be successful and work out and, and, and allow them to also be parents too mm -hmm. on the side or, you know, aunts or whoever, you know, whatever responsibilities they have. So. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Family is my number one um, company value. And, and it's like, 
you got to take your kid to the doctor. If you got yourself covered, you're not missing anything. No balls are getting dropped. I don't even need to know. Just put it on your calendar in case I'm curious and do your thing. <laughs> like, and I, mm -hmm. and I think to your point, when you have people who have like that shared value of, okay, I know a startup is hard and I know that I'm, I'm probably not getting paid as much or have the same kind of benefits that I can have somewhere else. But what I do get are all of these freedoms and the number one freedom for everyone on my team, including the men is the freedom to be a parent and to have mm -hmm. that balance and maybe it's mm -hmm. not as much balance as flexibility. I don't know if we can call what we do mm -hmm. best, but flexible right. for sure. <laughs> just trust, you know, like I don't, don't, you don't need to put anything on the calendars, you know, just, they're just, they're dealing with exactly what we're dealing with and uh, we all get it. We just understand each other and we are each other's cheerleaders. So, and we want to see, I mean, there's no um, right to your point, like balance is, not really a great word to use, but we want to be as successful as we can in all different areas of our lives. And, you know, it's important to be there for your kids as well. Yeah, for sure. So let's go back to the beginning. Um, because yep. I know you said taxes and then, um, you know, there's always funding and budgeting and payroll and, you know, all of that jazz. So, that those are scary things for a lot of women considering starting a business or they just start a business and then they're like, Oh snap, I didn't know it was all of this. Like I've got to pay six different taxes to who like what? And it's city and County and state and federal. And like, there's just so, and then if you're in this category, then you have this type of tax and, and then, you know, you're like me, you move States and you have to move your companies. And like, there's all kinds of other things that you've now I had Tennessee down. I knew what those were. Now I'm like trying to figure out Florida. So um, how did you move through that? Like, how did you move through it without feeling like you were dropping balls and maybe missing something? Well, I always feel like I'm dropping balls and maybe <laughs> missing something. <laughs> so that feeling didn't go away. But again, it was the people, um, you know, it was finding um, the right partners. So, you know, I have a great tax partner that kind of helped consult me through, um, you know, all the different marketplace taxes that we need to pay um, and all the different rules and nexus you know physical nexus and sales and all that great stuff so i think it was it was finding the right partners um you know very early on i met um my head of technology and he comes with so much experience and he you know just really gave me great advice to try things slowly um will obviously move very fast but you know don't don't sign up for the flashy year-long subscription you know mm -hmm. try things month by month it's going to work for the business, be agile. Um, and so I think through, you know, I think about a lot about him when I think about, you know, getting through some of these more difficult tasks like taxes, you know, and he's really coached me on who's the right partner and we found the right person for Inhaven. So, um, you know, it was just it's surrounding you yourself with the right people that have that knowledge that you don't have to um, help you make better decisions for the business as a first time founder. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like I love my CPA, my bookkeeper, my payroll manager. Like they're just like, I know that they've got my back. I know that they're not going to let me fail. And mm -hmm. um, even when things get, cause we travel a lot. I mean, as a speaker and as, as somebody who has a booth at every right. daggum show yeah. in the space, like you're on the go and it's easy when you're out of your routines and you know, that dates can pass by and you're like, wait, what just happened? So I'm um, having somebody to, to kind of follow, I call it, um, follow behind me and, um, clean up the collateral damage of Amber. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And I just think, you know, like putting processes in place, um, you know, really kind of taking a step back to be like, you know, I just dropped the bomb, like, or dropped the ball, you know, three times in the past week, like what happened? Yeah. How can I improve this for next time? I mean, just not being too hard on myself, but, you know, working to just continuously improve yeah. and putting, you know, new processes or, or, or helping, you know, get more people involved just to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. But um, it's tough. Yeah. And I, I don't want to diminish any other type of business because every business is tough and it's, and it's right. absolutely a beautiful thing and whatever, whatever it is that somebody wants to do and put into the world is absolutely worthy of celebration. But I just, you know, there is a difference between having a local boutique or a local salon or a local, you know, fill in the blank that you're working this community, you know, kind of all the players, and then you have a location and one tax structure you're all over. And so that's like, 
when you birthed this, you knew that you were going to be in multiple different tax areas. You knew that you were going to be nationwide. Um, now we're talking logistics. We're talking, I mean, you've got a big girl business. Not that I, I, I please bombshell know that I'm not calling anybody's anything. I don't care how small your business is. It's a big girl business, but I'm just saying like, you didn't choose to start small. Why? <laughs> um, you know, I think because of my e-commerce background, I wanted to be national in the U.S. Now, we, we have been very, you know, we have been working in specific areas. Like, we focused a lot on Florida and New York um, with our clientele Colorado. But I knew that I wanted to offer something to everyone in the U.S. I was an e-commerce business. It's dropship. So I have great supplier relationships, right? So um, when we get orders, everything flows systematically to the suppliers. Uh, we've got, in, we built the back end out. We were, we were very um, comprehensive with building this back end um, to make sure we had the right EDI API connections with our suppliers um, so that we could support more of a national business. But you do rely a lot on those relationships, right? The relationships with the suppliers, because when a customer places an order and it doesn't ship for four days, you know, that's a problem. So it's really creating very trusting relationships with the suppliers and knowing that they want Inhaven to be as successful as you do. Yeah. Um, that's really important. But yeah, I, you know, I, I really, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know going into this. I really did not know how much I had to spend on taxes, how much time <laughs> I had um but I knew I wanted to be available to the U.S. I knew that that was something that I wanted to start out with yeah that's... there is something you know I think a lot about like should I have just started in one area or you know is it, it's just um you always question sort of like you know looking back what would you do it differently and I, I don't think we would but um there is something to kind of starting out with like a local business and then expanding it mm -hmm. um more naturally yeah, but in the industry that you chose, as you know, it's very connected. It's very everybody's everybody's friends, everybody's championing everyone. And and if somebody likes you and then they're buddies with somebody across the country, like I don't know if you really had a choice, even if you thought you did. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is very true. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you got to talk to Ashley. Have you seen Inhaven? It's like, no, she's not in my market. Well, yes, she will be. Like I could just see how that right. would go down. So Yeah. It's so how I feel you... about Canada right now. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I got to get there. Okay. Okay. Good to know. We got to get you with Heather Bear. Yeah. Um, yeah. She can, she can be your Sherpa. So when you first started, uh, was it like just you, you and your husband, or did you actually budget for a team when you launched? Yeah. No. So when I first started, it was just me. Um, my husband, you know, isn't a full-time employee, but he's obviously been a huge cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that goes back to just like, as a founder, finding people that are super supportive. Um, and he has been, you know, he was the one who, it was my opportunity that took us to Asia. He sort of left his job and found a new, you know, job in, in Asia, but it just, so he's taken some side steps to let me sort of, uh, go after my dreams. Um, and this is another one that he has, you know, been fully supportive of, he gets the business model, he understands it. And he's just, he really is in Haven's number one cheerleader. Um, and so we spent many of nights talking about this um, and building the business plan. Um, but yeah, so he was, you know, definitely involved just from the start. And then as we, uh, you know, started to build the site, that's when we started to bring on more people and um, really build out that team. And we continue to build out the team now. Yeah, that we have, you know, now post revenue and, and we, we, we actually have, you know, uh, a lot of traction. Yeah. So. Well, and it's, it's difficult to truly understand if you don't have consistent revenue where you can kind of count on or expect what is happening. It's hard to understand when you can afford a new employee. So how did you even approach prioritizing who's the first hire, who's the second hire, and then you know, from a budgetary perspective, how did that go down? Yeah, so it really built out a, a very detailed business model or a financial model to say, okay, you know, where do we expect sales to be? You know, we've got lots of targets that we're always hitting monthly, quarterly. Um, and then from that, really seeing where we could invest, where we needed to invest. So we obviously just start, we needed to invest in our, our products. So the web uh, development was, you know, a big focus. Mm -hmm. um, and then quickly as um, the product was coming to fruition and we were about to launch, then we moved into more of a sales uh, focus. So making sure that we have the right 
um, uh, customer success people on board and to make sure that it's just a great experience for all of our customers that are shopping on in Haven and getting the consulting. We provide a lot of consulting services on, you know, based on your type of home or your type of properties, what do we recommend that you buy? Um, and so we have those people now on board to really just make for a great relationship with our clients. Yeah. Now from a branding perspective, you know, I'm going to have to ask these questions because mm-hmm. I love branding. Um, yeah. why, why in Haven? Where did that name come from? Um, I, I, I came up with the name and, um, you know, I wanted to talk about sort of, I want, this is really, we're trying to build a big community and I wanted to create a safe sp- space, a, a trusted space for people to come and make quick decisions and, and, and improve their businesses overall by, by being a Haven customer. And so Haven really stuck with me. And then the in part just kind of created this, you know, you're in this community, you're in, in it together. But to be honest with you, I had about 10 names <laughs> that I had that I loved. And um, it was really through the trademark review process. Yeah, but <laughs> Um, and then, you know, I worked with a woman named Kim who really brought the brand to life. I mean, she was, you know, I sketched stuff out in PowerPoint and she, um, is a fantastic, um, artist. Um, she's a fantastic marketer. Um, and she really helped bring the site to life and that, that UX experience. And we continue to work on, you know, in Haven 2.0 right now. And she really has just got a beautiful eye and that's, you know, the, all the yellow and the flowers and that water bottle she designed. So I owe a lot to her. Yeah. I think I met her because that was my, I was just so again, taken aback by, you know, my word is harmony. If you move me towards harmony, you have my heart. And if you move me away from harmony, you're in my rearview mirror. Like I'm running from you. So um, you know, it was just so harmonious. And then, you know, obviously I, I kind of heard a little bit of her story and why the feeling matters so much, but I would love for my listeners as they are considering birthing a brand and, you know, and before, actually let me put a little time out. I'm afraid I'll, I'll gloss over this. So bear with me bombshells. I go backwards and you deal with my ADD for just a second. You said something about the trademark process and I want to land there for a second because you could have gotten yourself in a lot of trouble if you picked a name that you loved, but then you didn't look to see if you were even legally allowed to use it. So if, you know, as we're working through Ashley's journey, I just didn't want to skip really reinforcing that part. Don't go to market until you know that it's a name that is yours and will be yours and can be yours. And you don't have to rebrand like some other people in the industry have had to do because they got in trouble with, you know, all, all the B and B's or just, you know, rebranding and that's expensive. So going back to um, the design of things, can you just walk me through why you chose her, her influence, like how the whole aesthetic came together because it is woven through everything beautifully. Yeah. So I um, had interviewed a bunch of people actually to do UX. um, And I met Kim through another friend who was using her to build out her, her, um, her business. And I just saw the, the designs for her business and they were just incredible. Um, And when I met Kim, we instantly just bonded. I mean, she's just got such a warm personality. Um, You know, she had done some initial sketches for me that were just gorgeous. I couldn't imagine anything better. I mean, she really, listen to me, listen to what InHaven was all about, listen to the user, um, you know, who is the host, who is the property manager that we're trying to target, how can we make this, how can we really simplify the shopping experience, make it beautiful, and she really did bring it to life, Um, and, you know, and she was focused so much on the details, so, you know, we've got the the color, the brand guidelines, you know, the tone guidelines, um, and she she really brought all of that to life, and, I couldn't about, I, I just feel so, there's so many people that I've found along the way that I feel so fortunate because again, it can be really expensive rebranding. Um, or if you're just not happy with something, you're going to have to go back later on. And with people like Kim um, and people like um, my head merchant and uh, my CTO, I mean, I really feel like I found the right partners from the beginning so that we're not going back and having to redo things, you know, months and months later that, that are costly and time consuming. And as a new founder, you want to be like running and you've got to, you know, scale quickly, grow quickly. And you just can't be, you know, tied down with rebranding. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. It's so funny too, because uh, people will come to me and they'll be like, we need to do this and we need to do that. I'm like, "Uh, no, I think you just need to change your messaging. Like your, your logo is not, is not the problem. 
The problem is that your website doesn't say anything. Your collateral material doesn't say anything. Your social media doesn't say anything. Your brand story's broken. So let's fix that. And then we can decide if the illustration still fits the story. Um, so how did you decide what your brand story was going to be? Did you work with somebody or is that something that just kind of intuitively came through you? How did you like, I mean, there is the look, but then there's the experience of Inhaven, which is vastly different than other companies like you, um, industry agnostic. I mean, you're warm mm -hmm. and it's like, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's e-commerce, but it's a very warm like feels like you're in a retail store with people waiting on you. So from the customer, yeah. like all that, how did you get there? Yeah. Um, so we didn't use any agency per se, but it was Kim and then her husband, Matthew, who does a bunch of copy work. Um, and so really the two of them combined with all the customer studies that we had done, uh, focus groups, um, you know, we really, we know that one, this industry caters more towards, there's a lot more, fem there's, you know, more females than males in this industry. We wanted to create something that felt warm to your point, um, felt you want to feel that, that welcoming experience when you walk into any vacation rental, any, you know, hospitality setting, we wanted to exude that on the site as well. Um, and we've got, you know, Right now we have the the shopping experience, but we're about to come up with a bunch of services as well um, that we again want to continue to take that that brand message, that tone, and and you know interlace it through the other the other offerings that we're going to have. So it was really through that team effort, but no, there wasn't any uh, fancy marketing agency behind um, behind In Haven. It was really just bringing together a, a group of people that have a lot of experience um, and that really understood. Uh, how we wanted to be different and the feeling we wanted our hosts and property managers, our clients to feel when they, when they enter the Inhaven or when they talk to us on the phone, uh, the type of service that we want to give. Yeah. So, and so, and, and again, y'all please know that I don't truly believe in competition because everyone has, that's why we do ideal customer personas because everybody has a type of business that they want to do business with. So if you shine that way and you show what makes you different, then it's a lot easier to attract the right customer um, and employees for that matter. But you're not the only show in town. There's multiple versions of what you do in the industry and probably some we don't even know about because they're just not active on, on the, um, you know, the, the conference circuit what makes you different? How do you, how have you differentiated yourself from, from the other options out there? Well, I think first and foremost, um, it's our product expertise. Uh, we are really truly a team of merchants. We have over a hundred years of experience. Um, and so we know what goes into what makes for a great sheet, what makes for great kitchenware, what even makes for great cleaning supplies. Um, so we, we understand the product and we've got fantastic supplier relationships given our history. Um, you know, one of our suppliers on the site is uh, Wellspun. Wellspun's the number one um, manufacturer or, or um, distributor of, of home textiles to the U.S. One in every four sheets is made by Wellspun. One wow. of every nine towels. So you have experienced Wellspun products, but they're 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 a mill, right? You you probably have never heard of them because they re, you know companies um uh you know use them for private label stuff. But it was through that relationship that I had with them through the Home Depot. You know, I went to them with this business plan. And I said, look, this is, you know, the, I'm really interested in the vacation rental industry. I want to help improve the consistency of these homes from a, from a, from a feel perspective. Right. Um, and, you know, they said to me, they said, look, we've been trying to get into this industry for years now. It's so highly fragmented. Right. We'd have to invest in a huge marketing team. We'd have to invest in a huge sales team to go after this. Um, we love in Haven because we will just, you are this new revenue stream for us. We will help you bring these products that historically only been available to hotels so great. to the vacation industry. We can break down the case packs. We can do special things uh, that just make it more digestible for these types of purchasers uh, to, to purchase. And so now we're bringing what I think is some of the best sheets and towels um, that have historically only been available to hotels to the vacation rental, rental industry through this supplier. And this is just one example of a supplier relationship that we have, you know, times 100. Um, so, it's through those relationships that we have been able to really curate a, a beautiful assortment for the vacation rental industry and all the different price point tiers. Um, so that's, you know, the, the one 
one of the major differentiators. And then two, I think it's our service levels. You know, we are, we really aim to provide the best customer service to our customers. Um, you know, we work with a lot of larger property management teams. We're on the phone with them, texting with them. You know, we're just really, they look at us as their procurement solution. And we want to be that professional procurement solution for the industry. If you look at other industries, like the restaurant industry, right? They're not running out to Walmart or Costco to buy hamburger buns for their burgers, right? You guys shouldn't be either. You should yeah. be coming to personal procurement solution, right? So we are really that solution for you and we will work with you to provide um, the best customer service and the best assortment for your properties. Yeah. And so Bombshell, the reason why I asked that question is because you've got to be able to answer that confidently. Um, that's, that's what branding's all about is being able to confidently define and position your value in the marketplace. And, you know, you just heard Ashley just, that just came out of her mouth without question. There was no hesitancy. That's about as much confidence as you can get when you're staking your claim. And that doesn't mean that you have to be disparaging about your competition. It just means you have to understand your value and why would you want to come to us versus, you know, whoever down the road, there is no fight. It's just, you know, I think a lot of women, especially a lot of female founders are skittish about beating their chest or saying why they're great. And, and I, I just think that the way that you present your brand is, um, is with confidence and humility. And I, I just love, I mean, I think that's one of the things that I was just immediately like, ah, who is this person? I like her. I want to be her friend. <laughs> it's just how I like to do business personally. So, um, here I am. And if I'm not a fit for you, then great. There's billions of people in the world, but I would love to be a fit for you if these things matter to you because they matter to me too. And so we can play nicely together. Um, exactly. Exactly how we feel. And we feel as a team, you know, we are not a fit for everyone and we want everyone to try all the different solutions out there, but you know, we feel very confident in what we offer and that we can help really improve your business and be your partner. Yeah, for sure. I think that partner piece is so huge because just like your vendors empower you, you're the vendor that empowers the property managers exactly. and you know exactly. how important that is to show mm -hmm. up, fully show right. up and not yep. some chat bot or you know, well, we're only here during the hours of blah, 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 you know, like I'm not that I would expect you to be 24 seven, but you know, when you're talking about texting with property managers, like that's showing a whole different level, right? <laughs> it's a different yeah, level of access. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it really, I mean, just these relationships are, have been so beneficial and so many, and we just love our property managers. And again, without them, we wouldn't have the product that we have today. Um, and we aren't, we wouldn't have be launching what we're launching in the next couple of months. So, um, you know, it really goes both ways. We really are just there to be their professional procurement solution and continue to improve that, you know, procurement, um, process for them. Um, and it wouldn't be, and we wouldn't have what we have today if we didn't have them. Yeah, for sure. So I know we're probably going to go a little bit over. Um, do you have just a few minutes to, yeah. Yeah. okay. So I want to ask, um, two questions. So the first one is okay. what is the biggest fear or the biggest fears you had to overcome to push forward as a female founder? I need a second for this. One. Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest fear that I had to overcome was that I am not good enough or don't have the enough experience or, you know, there's so many people telling you or, or you tell yourself, you know, are, are you really, can you do this? Um, and so it's really kind of getting out of my own head and knowing that I have the experience, right? I'm not a 25 year old. I've been around the world literally um, and have a ton of experience and have the right team to make this a huge success. Um, and so it was really getting out of my own head on, you know, I didn't go to Stanford. I yeah. didn't, you know, have my first startup at the age of 14. Right. So, yeah. um, it was really just getting out of my own head and I'm not, I'm not a tech bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mom of kids. So I think it was just, I don't have, I'm not the typical profile. And when people see me, they don't necessarily take me seriously on, on many occasions. But, um, again, it gets back to, we have more experience than most in this industry in terms of procurement. And we have, um, you know, 
amazing relationships with our customers and we have a great product and we continue to improve it. And we think that we're going to be hugely successful I love in the it. space. Yeah, you are. I mean, you're already on the path. It's, it's fun to watch. Um, and then, so I guess my follow-up question to that would be, what are you most proud of now that you've been in this space as a female founder? I think I'm most proud of the team that I have been able to establish. I think that I have the best people in place um, to make this a huge success. And I'm super proud of the customers that we have. I mean, I think we have some pretty amazing customers in the space from people that just own one home to people that own, you know, over 2000. And um, I'm just proud of how far we've come since we launched in September and looking back to see, you know, all the accomplishments we've had. I mean, we've had a lot of highs and lows, but um, it's really amazing the product that we've built and that we continue to, you know, um, improve upon. So I think, I think that's what I'm most proud of is definitely the team. And then the, the people that we're working with. Yeah. Okay. So, um, before we get into all the different ways that people can reach out to you and I've always had interior designers in the bombshell community. And then of course I have the vacation rental in my community. And then recently those things have been like crossing paths a lot. So, um, I, I will definitely be telling y'all where to find in Haven online, but before we go there, what is your parting piece of advice for a bombshell who is or desires to be a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business? My biggest piece of advice and what's gotten me here is embrace opportunity. Um, you know, I left college and I became a consultant and I was super curious about going, you know, to corporate life. And a lot of consultants would you know, say, oh, well, corporates don't know what they're doing. Why would you do that? You should stay in consultant. But I took a risk and joined Tiffany. Um, and that took me to Asia, where I was able to lead Asian merchandising them back to Americas. And, um, and then this, you know, just based on having a family and giving my home um, furnishing experience, um, I thought, wow, this is a space that's not being, you know, people are so frustrated. Customers are frustrated with shopping and whatnot. I think I can do something about this. And I embraced this opportunity and, and took a risk. And I wouldn't be here today without, you know, that bravery um, and that, that just, you know, motivation to really kind of take, take a risk and, and really embrace, um, you know, driving positive change in an area, you know, an industry that needs it. So um, that's probably my biggest piece of advice. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Be because it's the truth. It's like, there's a door. Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to sit here and be scared? Or are you going to walk through it? Because that door is open and it's got your name on it. And, and I love that that's like, feel, feel the fear and do it anyways. It's kind of your vibe through this whole thing. It's like, you know, our, this, this is my plan. So how do I get there? We'll figure it out. Like I just, yeah. Bolt. And I think like, there's just so many, I just think back to, you know, there were so many opportunities that my mom and my grandmother never had. Right. And so I feel like, you know, what we're doing, the two of us, what all these female founders are doing is really tough, but you know, we need to do it for those people that paved the way for us. And mm -hmm. we need to show our kids and our daughters that they can do it too. It's not pretty, it's messy. Um, but I really think that it's important and it really motivates me on a daily basis. I mean, we have a great product, you know, and I'm, I'm very excited about the space, but also just, um, you know, what we're doing to help elevate, uh, females in the industry and, and in business in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just gave me the goosies when you said that, because it is so important. The work that the women before us did would, you know, like we can't discount that, like we get to vote. That's a good thing. Right. I mean, there's, there's so many different things like being able to wear pants. I mean, like these are, these are realities that not too far long ago weren't realities for women. So it's incumbent upon us as we're continuing to move forward, especially as COVID just sent us decades back in equity. I mean, just decades back. And, and, you know, we, we'll try to remember to link to the podcast episode where we talked about that, but um, as female founders, we are laying the groundwork for the next generation of women in business. And that is not something to be taken lightly. So I, I encourage you to join Ashley and I, you know, when you do feel like, gosh, I just got beat up this week, or I'm not sure if this is, you know, this might be insurmountable. I don't know. I want you to think about like, it's not just about me. 
It's about what I am creating for the future long after I'm gone. So I love that you shared that. Thank you. Oh, thank you for doing what you do. I mean, it's, it's really inspiring. Oh, (laughs) it's the same thing. Like I, you know, I I don't make money off the podcast. Don't get, I mean, like definitely opens up opportunities for me, but like, I don't serve on boards of women's organizations anymore. I don't do those type of things because I'm like, I finally woke up one day. I'm like, you have a podcast that actually costs you money and costs you time. And you know, it costs you payroll hours and that sort of thing. And so like, this is your contribution to women in business to, you know, be a source of encouragement, empowerment, and remind women that we are perfectly capable of doing this. You've raised four kids, you're raising four kids and a puppy, and you've managed to keep a marriage together. Like you can do business. I promise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so much. So we can find you online. Um, so yeah. definitely Instagram. I follow them on Instagram. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, um, uh, feed. So you want that, even if you're not in the vacation rental industry, if you just want prettiness in your feed. Um, it's in Haven stay. Facebook is yep. in Haven stay. And then LinkedIn is in Haven. So yep. any, anywhere else that we need to look for you? Always reach out to me, Ashley at inhaven.com. Would love to hear from you. Okay. Now I know I have a lot of vacation rental managers, uh, who listen. So if you're not, if you haven't checked out in Haven, and if you're still trying to go to Walmart and target, please check her out because I'd imagine it's a comparable price with a more comprehensive solution. Is that a fair assessment? It's, it's probably better price and you're getting hospitality grades. So it'll, it'll just wear and tear a lot less than what you find at these retail stores. Yeah. So, so sell your homeowners on it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Ashley, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I know it's taken us a a minute to get you on here, but I just, I really, um, it's been fun watching you and I am definitely one of your cheerleaders and I'm, I'm looking forward to see where you take this thing because it's going to, it's going to blow up and be amazing. Thank you, Amber. I appreciate it. Thank you. So bombshell. I hope you're inspired by that. She had so much to share. Uh, Be sure you uh, share this with somebody who needs the message that you can do it. You can figure it out. Surround yourself with the right people, the right team, the right vendors, the right humans in your life to support who you are and who you're trying to become. And, um, you know, we just value your time that you commit to this podcast. And um, I do it because I care so deeply about your success and the success of our guests. And, um, and it, and it fills my heart. So I appreciate you being in this relationship with me and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.